Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. As always, I'm your host, Brady Wilson, and as always, I'm with my co-host, Chase Olschwanger. What's up? And, uh, well, it's almost Christmas break for us. You know, we got this week and one more week for some people if you have exams, so hopefully, you know, everyone's going to do good on them, studying like me, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> exactly. Totally studying. <laughs> um, but there's been a lot of sports. You know, baseball is the winter meetings this week. Football, football, hockey, basketball, all in full swing. We got college football playoff coming up in the next few weeks, right? We had the you know the reaction to, and we'll get to all of it. But as always, we're gonna start with hockey. Stars are still doing stars things. They split two against Tampa Bay. Uh, current record is fourteen six and three. They're second in the Central Division, fifth in the Western Conference. We got a game against Florida tonight in Florida at six. It's gonna be on TNT or you know if you have uh, Max. It's going to be on there, which is really helpful because, like, Fubo doesn't have TNT. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, they're, again, kind of the same points we've been it, we've been reiterating each week. They've been playing well. There's, you know, are they the world beaters that maybe we expected them to be a little bit more? No. But, I mean, after the Bruins last year, I think people's expectations became if you're not like that, then you're not serious or anything. <laughs> yeah. So, And they still lost in the first round. So, I mean, they've still been playing well. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's... um. Splitting, splitting Tampa Bay was huge. You wanted to split that at least. You, you Your goal should be to beat your other big Western Conference foes. Um, and I know Tampa Bay is not in the Western Conference, but uh, <laughs> th- that, that should be your goal. Obviously, Vegas is 16-5-5. and Colorado's at 16. The Kings are at 15. This is just wins. Uh, Vancouver at 16. So you're at 14. So you're... You're there, right you're, there in the, in the but swing of things. Yeah, you're right there in the swing of things. So you got to beat Vegas and Colorado and the Kings and Vancouver and Winnipeg and Arizona and, you know, Nashville and Calgary and Minnesota slumping bad. Seattle's kind of regressed. Um, Chicago is kind of, you know, in a rebuilding phase right now. Yeah, so they're, They look promising, though. Yeah, they they do, but they're rebuilding yeah, of course. currently. Um, so stars have looked good. I mean, at this point, it's just, hey— don't get anyone that's like too injured and you know stay healthy. Just get into the playoffs. You can make a run. Yeah. You have the team that can make a run in the playoffs. That is what I'm looking at. Is we have you know playoff experience on this team. They have playoff experience on the same team together. You know, I think it's huge. Obviously, adding Duchesne is he's new. Yeah. But everyone else was here yeah. last year. Yeah, I mean, there's a few. There's a few new guys. Like some guys we lost. Um, yeah. Like, you know, like Domi. Um, you know, a really good attacker for us, but you know, adding Duchesne kind of replaces that. Yeah. And there's a, there's a few guys in the defensive line that are new, so it, you know, it's still very early in the season. It's going to take time to mesh. Yeah, um, and the stars are still, you know, fourteen six and three. I mean, that's a it's a great record. If you have that same amount of win the loss ratio, you're going to be fine. We're, um, we're in a great place to be. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, we could sound Just like kidding. a broken record every week talking about yeah. them, but there's nothing really new. I mean, you're playing good hockey. They're showing a little bit of inconsistency here and there, but. You know, it's early in the year, and they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to move to basketball. And the Mavs regressed a little bit from their hot start. They're 11-8. and eight. They're 6th in the Western Conference. Um, you know, they have on a two-game losing streak against Memphis and then that heartbreaker against OKC where they came all the way back. 30-0 run. 30-0 run. And then you still lose. Yeah. That is the most DFW sports thing <laughs> I think I've seen. Uh, you play Utah tonight in the American Airlines Center at 7.30. So I think, you know— the Mavs are playing well. They're just, they started off so hot and everyone was firing. And then now everyone's kind of regressed at the same time, which when that happens, that's, that's a bad thing. Yeah. 
you want to keep it's kind of same thing with, with with baseball because you know the season's long as well, not as long obviously you know basketball, and hockey aren't as long as baseball, but the same principles of look, not everyone has to be hot at the same time, but you can't have everyone be cold. I think not just baseball, but I think the perfect example is the Rangers in the regular season. Uh, yeah, leading the division all year, fumbling it the last month of the year, and then, and then winning the World winning Series. The World Series. I mean, it, it, there's not another story like that. So, it, yeah, it, it's for for the Mavericks. It's just hey, again, I think the same points we're talking about with the Stars. You have the team that can, I think, win a championship. You just have to get into the playoffs and not have anyone awful get injured. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, though, we, we didn't have Kyrie for that OKC game, which would have, you know, obviously helped. Um, but it, they've had a, I can't I think about four to five days off. Yeah, five days off, right? Because December 1st was the game. I remember talking about that on the last episode. Um, they've had five days off. So everybody should be in full swing and ready to go tonight. I have not seen any reports saying that anyone is out. So Mavs look healthy tonight. Back home. This is a game they should win. Got to face the Joker. I do believe, right? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Utah, Utah. Utah. Not, not Denver. Not Denver. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well. I mean, you're close on the map. I mean. <laughs> when, in my defense, when I was a kid, it's going to sound weird. I could not tell them apart. Because <laughs> they, they, their colors were the same. Or they were very similar, I think, a few years ago. So, excuse that blunder for yeah. me. Yeah, we're facing the Joker. Oh, wait, no. We do face him on December 18th, I see here. But not against yeah, Utah. Face him three more so, times. But, yeah. Excuse that one. <laughs> hey, maybe, the, maybe Jamal Murray will play. Is he still playing for them? Yeah, he's back. I know, I know. Yeah. But maybe they'll put uh, John Stockton in or, you know, Carl Malone for the Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? You know, oh, I don't, oh, they're not still playing? I didn't know that. Well, excuse <laughs> excuse that. So, yeah, they're playing well. I mean, you just, you got to continue. You got to get back and on win the winning And win games path. like these. I mean, you, you, your last win was Houston on the 28th. And the, before that, you lost to the Clippers. And before that, the Lakers, you won. Then you lost two more before that. So you're on a bit of a skid right now. Would Can't be, be losing two, winning one. It's got to be no. winning two, winning three, losing one. Yeah. So hopefully we can keep it up. We got Portland after Utah, uh, then Memphis back um, in Memphis after Portland, and then the Lakers. So you got, uh, you should probably beat Utah and you should probably beat Portland. Memphis and Lakers could give you some problems. But um, speaking of the Lakers, the in season tournament yeah. has had. A lot of fun things happening. I know it's been like a playoff like atmosphere there. Exactly. Which is, which is, I know some people like like me were skeptical of the tournament because well it's kind of a weird concept, but I think the excitement is there. Right. And I don't I don't think people were bashing it. I mean I wasn't bashing no, the I, idea. I wasn't. Either. I, I was, was just, just more of like I was skeptical. confused. It's like okay, well it's a cool idea, but like what's the point, right? But watching the games and seeing how these teams are competing and seeing the kind of like playoff atmosphere in these arenas, it's really cool to see. And the players have something to compete for. Uh, and, you know, they could be the first one ever. So that, you know, that's cool to think about. I mean, yeah, it's not a huge idea, you know, a huge deal, but being a first in something is history. I mean, I, so, so who are the two teams that are still, that, that are in? It's it? Indiana and Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And then the um, Lakers versus uh, Pelicans. I want to say this, I really hope the Lakers win it. And the reason I'm saying that is I want to be able to clown and go, hey, look, LeBron, you won another championship. Yeah. Hey, Lakers, here's your McDonald's trophy. And you already know people are going to be like, I didn't see Jordan win an season tournament. Exactly. And that's <laughs> the reason why. I Just for the memes and I think for the for the humor and the comedy of the Lakers winning, you know, the, 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 the New York Yankees of the NBA, and they win the tournament. Yeah. I think it would just be really, really funny. 
On a real note, though, about LeBron, I mean, I don't know if you watched the game last night. It's just unbelievable what he's doing. I mean, it's, it's unreal. I mean, it's really starting to get like, is this guy even real? I mean, it's been like that for years. But now it's like the dude's thirty nine, almost thirty nine years old, and he's dropping thirty one, eleven, and eight. It's he's like a, he's a great player. He is. He is. Like, how are you still a top player in this league? He he has had thirty nine years old. He has had longevity. Um, now I will admit that probably in today's age, longevity may be a little bit easier because well, it's not as physical as it used to be. It's possible you won't get as injured. Not saying it's easier. I'm just saying it. It's possible. I mean, you know, we we hear about Jordan and those guys. Those guys were beat up after just a few years and. LeBron gets some cupcake stuff, you know, in 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 the NBA now. But no, still playing for the, what he's the still years. doing is yeah. still highly impressive. It's unbelievable. He's the most physically gifted basketball player of all time. Oh yeah, he's the like the best the best basketball player of all time when it comes to being like a basketball if, if, player. If we're talking physical talent, then yes. If you're still saying the goat, it's still gonna be MJ. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it's fifty. No, I'd like to go LeBron just because I've. I, it's we're not going to see anything like this ever again. No, we're, we're probably it's the, same, it's the same thing with it's the same thing that I have to tell people. You have to separate the goat with the most talented player. Otani is the most talented player to okay. ever play baseball because we haven't seen someone do this at the same time at his level. However, the goat is still Babe Ruth, and I would actually say the most. And then you have the most physically gifted pitcher. Well, there's probably a lot of debate for that. The most physically gifted hitter is probably Barry Bonds. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. If we're, I mean, I mean. Was, he was the most physically gifted, you know, position player, pitcher. I mean, I may say it was Pedro, just because he was not a very big guy, and yet he was still able to have, you know, he was still in upper, yes. way upper nineties. Yeah. So maybe you throw John. There's a lot of pitchers you could argue, you'd argue, but I still say the goat will always be Ruth. Um, it, you just his level of dominance in his era was was was, right. was un, is, sure. is still unmatched. But. Anyways, going back to the tournament, yeah, it's, a, the tournament. it's a fantastic idea. Um, <clears throat> it's working out. It's working out, I think, I think as, as, as well as they could have hoped. Yeah, and the narrative that you know has changed for people, I'm not saying myself, just in general, the people that were hating on it or just more confused like myself, um, it's completely changed. And Adam Silver, you know, there's all these talks about, dude's the greatest commissioner of all time. Now, I have no idea. You know, you have to go back and really think about what each commissioner did in their time. But... Uh, Adam Silver, you know, he cooked with this, with these ideas, you know, he with did. the in-season tournament, with the bubble, you know, a few years ago. He's done all these ideas that ended up working out beautifully, and it's, you know, you got to give him credit. I, I would definitely say he's the best commissioner in sports right now. I mean, you're not going to say it's not, it's not Rob Manfred. It, well, it's not Rob Manfred. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. It is not Rob Manfred. Um, it's not going to be Goodell, no. I think, just because he's so much inconsistency with his punishments towards players. I can't say he's been all that great. I don't know who the hockey commissioner is. <laughs> Forgive me, all you hockey fans. I don't know who the commissioner is. Um, but Adam Silver, I mean, he thinks I mean, he's doing I mean, so it's hard. I, I can't really judge the hockey one because I don't know if, what problems have, you know, arise or whatever we're looking for. The, I, don't, I don't know occurred. what problems have, have occurred. Yeah. Uh, in the NHL, and he's stepped up, so I can't judge him. But of the three sports that I truly follow, um, Silver is the best commissioner. For easily. sure. Um, he, 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 he does good for the league. Again, Goodell just—Goodell, I think, is a really good commissioner. He'll always get his hate, though. But he's going he's gonna to always get his hate because of his inconsistency with his punishments and the fact that, like, they disproved Deflategate, still suspended Tom Brady. Uh, they disproved Ezekiel Elliott. 
you know, having anything to do with that, or not having anything to do, but he didn't do what they said he did. Yeah. And he still suspended him for six games and cost us that 2017 season. I will always maintain that. He's done great financially. You know, people forget that that the commissioner. All these guys do. People forget that the, 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 that the commissioner of sports is really not there to serve the players or the fans. They're more to serve the owners, right? Especially in baseball, that was the whole point of the commissioner was he's he's he works for the owners. They have the power to oust him, um, and that was a bad thing. I hit my yeah. hand on the table. Yeah. But, you know, so financially, like Rob Manfred has done a great job. There's a reason why he's still commissioner, why they continue to renew his contract, because he continues to fill the pot, you know, the owner's pockets full of money. Same thing with Goodell. Goodell has orchestrated the best, has the, you know, the biggest TV deals in, in sports. So he's done, done a terrific job, but, you know, in terms of players and, you know, they had a bunch of domestic violence issues right. and it, just not fun. So, but yeah, the tournament has been a great idea for Silver. Mm-hmm. Big win for him. I think solidifying his case is the best commissioner. So. Yeah. Is there anything that we're you think we're forgetting for basketball? No, and there's a lot more to cover every week, but for now, we'll All move right. on. And at this at this opportunity, I'd like to uh, uh, to take that and say that the Rangers are World Series champions. Again, we'll be reminding you folks of that uh, each week that we're with you. So um, we you know, we want it. <laughs> we, 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 we won the World Series. I don't know how many times that everyone else has watched. I have like a playlist that I created, and it's all the games we won in the playoffs in order, so I can just go back and just start watching. <laughs> I've, I've I've watched Game Five at least I'd say twenty times in the time that we've won, if not more. I've watched the Game One highlights at least fifteen or twenty there times, just because it's it, it it makes me just super excited every time. I've I watched watch the it. one mixtape or yeah, highlight reel of all the, just the playoffs. Oh, I've watched all the, the highlight reels, yeah, everything, starting it's, with the Rays and ending with the Diamondbacks. It was it was truly magical. Yeah. So. But the Rangers have done some uh, off-season things, uh, especially this week. So we had the Rule 5 draft um, to uh, today. We lost uh, a minor league pitcher. I don't have his name here in front of me, but we lost him. He was He's going to be the minor leagues. Um, but we did lose Justin Slayton, who was a right-handed pitcher to the Mets. So he was in our he was in our MLB.com top 30. So that's kind of unfortunate to lose him. But obviously, if you know if you don't know what the Rule 5 draft is, um, you got, you know any player that's not on your 40-man roster. Other teams can take uh, the stipulation is that player has to remain on the other team's roster um, for the entire for you know first season that he's there. If they decide to take, unless you know he's injured, they cannot send him down to the minors. Um, if they choose to get rid of him, they first have to offer him back to the team that they you know uh, drafted him from. So with Slayton, if the Mets don't like him, and in you know June they decide to you know pull the plug on it and say hey we're you know they have they they have to offer him back to us. So we have the chance to take him back if we don't want to, which I assume we would. If we don't, then he you know goes through waivers and the whole process. Right. Um, well, if, if a guy's injured, you can stash him, but you still have to prove that it was an injury. And the Rangers took a right-handed pitcher, Carson Coleman. Um, had a really good year in 2022 with the Yankees, was the double-A closer for him. And, you know, but he had elbow surgery. They haven't disclosed whether it was Tommy John or not. I'm Kind of surprised that no one knows. Usually, people, everyone knows. You know what's wrong with you nowadays. Uh, so if if it if it was Tommy John or something significant, then he'd open the year on the sixty day, and you could stash him. You know, and that is something that you, that is very smart. And the next year, he's here or mm-hmm. you know middle of the season. So had a again, really good year in Double A. Uh, his fastball graded out as a seventy, which is excellent. It's a great great fastball, and he and he's got a good slider. So he's you know. 
two-pitch reliever, not going to be a starter. But, hey, it's bullpen help. Yeah. Any reliever will do. <laughs> Get me it, – it's the philosophy that that when the Rangers were, you know, sucking, me and my dad still have, and we still have it today, which is, is he is he breathing? Can he can, can he can, <laughs> can, can, can he throw the baseball? All right, sign him. You know, or at least take a look at right. it. Uh, every, every pitcher is needed. And speaking but, of bullpen help. But speaking of bullpen help, the Rangers signed – uh, ex-Braves and Padres right-hander Kirby Yates to a one-year $4.5 million deal. Probably not the Josh Hader signing everyone wanted for, you know, the first reliever, but, I mean, he's a solid reliever. Yeah. You know, had a had a really good year um, last year. I think but, posting a 3.28 ERA. So, you know, a guy that's going to come in for you, sixth, seventh, eighth inning. Yeah. You take that. Probably behind Spores, I would say. He may be a seventh inning guy. Seven and two record, which is interesting for a reliever. I always find it when they have like you know a high. Well, of course, it's the Braves. You know, you're tied with the. And you get the Braves to come up to bat. Right. You're gonna. Um, he was injured in 2021. Yeah, I believe he did have Tommy John. Um, was pretty bad with the Rays actually, which is kind of interesting. And then he was with the Angels and was very bad. Then he got picked up by the Padres. And then of course everyone remembers in 2018 and 19 was just absurd. Especially in 2019, he was an All Star, a 1.19 ERA. <laughs> um, he saved 41 games. He's not that pitcher anymore. You know, he's a little bit older. Uh, he is currently 36 years old. He'll turn uh, 37 in March. So start the year. He will be he will be an aged aged old veteran pitcher, but he can still give you quality innings. Yeah. Is he better than a Yuri Rodriguez or something like that? Yes, yes. I can I can confirm he should be better than someone of that nature. Um, I fully expect the Rangers to sign maybe two more relievers. Um, it sounds like Jordan Hicks. I'd be all in on Jordan Hicks, and then I'd bring back Chapman. Why not? There's your three. I'd, I'd be I'd be very happy um, with those with with that off season. Um, I don't think we're gonna make any big trades. I know every because we've had such success the past two off seasons. Everybody's expecting us to you know, oh we're gonna sign everybody. We're gonna trade for Soto and we're gonna sign Otani. It's like no, we're not. Look. I love what we've done, but, you know, they probably want to cut a little bit of payroll, but not a ton. So, and I understand that. So, probably not going to get anyone too crazy. You know, I could see him bringing back Will Smith. Bochy really likes him. He was his guy in San Francisco. I understand. Well, wherever he goes, he's going to be a World Series champion. And, and he won. And, yeah. he, and he's, you know, last three years. So, let's, let's <laughs> go ahead and make it four in a row, um, which has obviously never happened. You know, three in a row never happened. So, um, at least with, you know, with, with different teams. Uh, so... I mean, it's nothing crazy, but I think I think right now every baseball fan, especially Rangers fans, we're starving for something. Yeah. Because I, I think once the Otani domino falls, I think you're going to get a flurry of moves, honestly. I think that we we haven't seen a free agent like Otani in four years, whenever the Harper-Machado fiasco was. That was like the last time we had generational-type players. Otani's better than them combined, I'd say, if he pitches again. So we haven't seen a guy like this in free agency in a, you know, and then before that, I mean, I can't speak to the 2000s and 2010s, but the first one that pops to mind is Barry Bonds in the mid 90s after he left Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's just you have a significant free agent, and I think everyone is waiting to see. I think I think I think uh, Yamamoto is waiting to see because it sounds like he wants to go where there's a Japanese player 
although I also had a report that he command like three hundred million, which is mm. absurd. Yeah. Um, I think even even if he's great, I still think it's a dumb move. Because, I mean, yeah, imagine the Dodgers got both; they'd be putting a billion dollars into two um, people. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it did. You, you, not my money, um, but I think that uh, everyone's waiting to see where, where Otani falls. And I think on the, on the trade market, people are waiting to see where Soto falls. Yeah. Which we'll get to that in just a second. Um, but I mean, we 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 will see. what my prediction is that Otani is holding everything up because everybody sounds like the GMs feel. I feel like they're getting they're starting to get fed up with it though. That Otani. And I'm not knocking Otani on this, but I think he's you know enjoying that he's being chased. You know, he was chased as an international prospect. And I think we were actually the runner-ups for him. People forget that. I believe we were the runner-ups for Otani um, before he came here in 2018, and the Angels snagged him. I think it's funny that, that the Angels are still a finalist. Yeah. He's still considering yeah. them, which on one hand, I'm like, I mean, on one hand, as a Rangers fan, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want to see him in our division. But at the same time, they're not going to do anything. So, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But this other, on the other hand, as a baseball fan, I'm like, no. Please, don't go back to the Angels. They, if I was the Angels, I'm trading Trout. I'm letting Otani go. I, I don't want any. They're not trading Trout though. They should. I. Yeah. You know how many times we've heard? I am. Mike Rizzo said I am not trading Juan Soto. One hundred percent. And then a few weeks later, well, <laughs> I'm open to offers. And the next week, well, I think I'm going to trade him. So, whenever someone says I'm 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 one hundred percent not trading this guy. That means nothing, absolutely nothing. It has happened before. It 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 honestly could be. It, it's usually a tactic to try and get teams to overpay, which a team would overpay for Trout. So it may yeah. it, it may work in the Angels' favor. Um, but like right now, they have no prospects. They have nothing. Nobody. That's. I mean, they traded all. They traded most of their really decent ones in the, you know, to the White Sox, and you know, in at, at the deadline, because they're idiots and <laughs> decided that we're gonna go all in. In a division with the Mariners, Astros, and Rangers, yeah, and with the AL East juggernauts, where I mean, on one hand, as the rival, I'm laughing at their failure. As another hand, as a baseball fan, I'm like, dang, what are you doing? Yeah, what? what are you? They're wasting Trout. They're wasting Otani. But I don't think Otani would leave. I mean, I think Otani would leave. I don't think he would go back. So if he comes here, great. I don't think he will. No. Um, I I still think he's probably he's probably gonna go to the Dodgers. Which is just it's the safest bet. They they need to do some sanctions on them. That's unfair. Bets Freeman, and then Otani. Like no, we need no. That that can't happen. Nope. I mean to be fair though, they have no pitching. Yeah. So I mean I guess we could say that you know Luis Urias is you know oh no Julio. Sorry, I was getting another yeah the the infielder mixed up. Um, Julio Urias is uh, he's gone. He's yeah. probably out of baseball. I think the Dodgers should try and should try. Should sign Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Apparently, he's at the winter meetings, and him and his agent. And if I was the Rangers, I would sign him. Yeah, he's a bit of a head case, but he's a good player. And I know there were two other counts that he is yet to fight, but I would be willing to assume that they may not. They may be along. The, I mean, the first one was. If you haven't, if you haven't seen anything from it, um, yeah, she lied. Like one hundred. There is. There is. Yep. I mean, you could. You could. You could take that to court. She lied. One hundred percent. The other two, we don't know yet. Yeah. That is, that is, you have to make a note of that. But the, but the major one, the <clears> one <throat> that got famous, the one that got him suspended, was a complete hoax. Complete. I mean, she fabricated the entire thing. It was, it was a complete. I mean, it was the, it was, it, it was a cash grab. I mean, there were text messages 
from between her and her friends saying, oh, he makes this much money? Oh, you better bleed him dry or something like that. So it's like, yeah, you you ruin a man, you ruin a man's career. Good for you. I hope you're happy. Um, she should go to jail. But yeah. that's my opinion. Anyway, I think Bauer should get re-signed by somebody and be and get apologized and get and get an apology from Rod Manfred um, and the Dodgers, but they're not going to. Um, but the Dodgers are probably going to stay away from Bauer, especially with Julio Urias, you know, having a domestic violence thing. So they're probably not going to want to. Hey, Walker Bueller. No. I mean, Bueller, but he's so injury prone. Same thing with Dustin May. Yeah, they're great, but how many starts can they make for you? Are they going to be healthy for the playoffs? You know, and they lost Lance Lynn. I mean, who who's in the rotation? I mean, Kershaw was injured, so he won't be ready until mid- middle of I, next year. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, they don't have anybody. They have Gonsolin. I think he was injured, too. Didn't he have Tommy John? Yeah, he had Tommy John. So who in the hell are they going to have pitching for them next year? So, yeah, you may score eight runs, but, hey— we know this problem, Chase. We, we, we've we lived this problem. Score eight, uh, but give up nine. That's been the Rangers' problem, you know, yeah. for their entire history. So, hey, look, the Dodgers are finally need to experience what we've had to experience. You know, you're averaging seven runs, six runs a game, but your average, you know, eight, team ERA is eight. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see, but, I mean, the Dodgers are in some trouble. Uh, Jim Leland got in the Hall of Fame. Uh, the Hall of Fame contemporary ballot voted. Lou Pinella was one away. Like, that has to hurt, because I don't know when they'll vote again on managers. He may not be alive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the next time they'll vote on managers. But Leland was deserving. Leland was very deserving. Um, Out of everyone on the ballot, I mean, if I had to rank the ballot that I gave uh, my four votes, it would have been, and then who I thought was deserving, it would have been Leland 1, Pinella 2, Bill White 3, Davey Johnson 4. Davey got less than five. Not surprising. I don't think everyone else is going to view him as a Hall of Famer. I'm going to view him as a Hall of Famer, but that's just me. Uh, Bill White was two votes shy. Very deserving. Unfortunately, did not get it. And then, obviously, Pinella, one vote shy. He's, again, very deserving. But Leland, you know, division, you know, great. So those great teams with the Pirates, with Bonds, and Andy Van Slyke, and Bobby Bonilla, and Doug Drabeck, and some really great teams in the early 90s with the Pirates. Couldn't win the big one. Then in 97, goes to the Marlins, wins the big one. Then Wayne Huizenga tears everything down. So then he goes to Colorado and just didn't like the brand of baseball. He was a pitcher's manager, kind of like Bochy, who, you know, he just, he didn't like winning seven to six or 11 to eight. You know, that wasn't his style. His style was, I win three to one. And then, you know, takes a little bit of a hiatus like Boch and then goes to Detroit. 06 World Series, lost to the Cardinals, and then 12 World Series, lost to the Giants, lost to Bruce Bochy. So um, very good managerial career, very deserving, and I'm very happy that he got in. You know, I'm happy that he's getting his flowers, yes. I'd like to say. So, yes. Um, again, uh, next, and then, you know, the the other Hall of Fame ballot, the, the main one, I'm going to get, I'm going to do an update here in a second. I got to get the tracker up. There's a really good tracker uh, by Ryan Thibodeau. He does an excellent job on Twitter with a uh, Hall of Fame tracker. He posts the ballots that are, you know, if a writer decides to post his, he'll put it in a tracker if he finds out, you know, who who each guy voted for. Um, Currently, through nine ballots that are um, public and two that are anonymous, so we have, what, 11 ballots that are known, uh, Adrian Beltre is currently sitting at 100%, as he should. Um, uh, It's... There's no argument to say he's not a Hall of Famer. Um, Bartolo Colon got a vote. I think it was kind of fun. I think that's good. Um, Todd Helton has ten of the eleven. Has ten of the eleven. He's at ninety percent. He's a Hall of Famer. 
Um, Andrew Jones at sixty three percent. Joe Mowers at seventy two point seven. Pettit is only at eighteen. Manny Ramirez is at forty five point five. A Rod's only at nine. So it, it steroids. Yeah. And and, and this this is a steroids issue that's not like well he may have taken like Clemens. It was alleged. No no no. They tested him. He he admitted to it. He took steroids. Um, Gary Sheffield at seventy two point seven. His final year. Chase Utley's at 54, and then Billy Wagner, very deserving, is at 63.6. So, again, I still think it's going to be three. I think it's going to be Beltre, Hilton, and Wagner. Mm-hmm. I think I could be wrong. I have been wrong in the past. Um, we're going to move farther into the offseason here. The Yankees are targeting Juan Soto. They are apparently close. Um, it sounds like Drew Thorpe and Michael King could be two of the big headliners going back to San Diego. I feel bad for San Diego fans because their window was small because they were not a big market team. No. They spent like it because they wanted to. And uh, was it is it Peter Seidler, I think was his name. He was the owner, just passed away, you know, rest in peace. But he um he was the guy that was fitting the big bill and now they're gonna have to cut payroll. Especially with him no longer being there. They have to cut his family is gonna wanna cut payroll you know, significantly. And so that means Soto's gonna be gone. And probably maybe some other pieces. I mean, I feel bad for Padres fans because they had a very tiny window, and they did absolutely nothing. 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 No, 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 no. They they got to the NLCS last year. That's cool. Yeah. But like, I again, I do feel bad because I, I, you know, it's like, man, you guys were really close, but for some reason, injuries and some freak things, and taking a tapeworm medication and everything else. I mean, you just. Couldn't catch a break in, in a lot of areas, so unfortunately for them. But, you know, the Yankees getting Soto would be huge, especially with, you know, you could pee over that right field fence, and Soto's a lefty. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just going to, he's, Soto may hit 50 home runs. Um, obviously, the Otani rumors, he may sign by Sunday. Yeah, he may sign by Christmas. I don't know. Nobody knows. We're just going to have to wait. That's all it, it is, really. Is, it's just, I'm waiting for that. It's not- just the waiting game. I'm waiting for that notification. I'm waiting for that, you know. Breaking. The, yeah, breaking news. Shohei Otani. Signs with X team. Met signed Luis Severino, one year, thirteen mil. Um, kind of funny. He's, he's got to travel a lot to get to yeah. his new destination. Um, the Braves traded for Jared Kelnick. <laughs> I would say failed prospect with the Mariners. Mariners got Jackson. I'm gonna say Coar, but I, I could be mispronouncing that. And pitcher Cole Phillips. So they got a decent, you know, piece. They got two. I mean, I know Coar is a pretty significant prospect. Uh, they got Kelnick. They just flipped Marco Gonzalez to the Pirates, and then they got Evan White. Don't know why they traded for Evan White. They have Matt Olson, but I guess, hey, depth. Depth is always a good thing. So yeah. it's a good trade from both sides. But then the, the Red Sox have um, gotten, have made two nice trades. You know, I, I want to make a note. Um, I'm going to remember, I can't remember his name now. Craig Breslow, you know, won a championship with him, is their new GM, and he has made two. Interesting trades so far in the offseason that I, I think are very good for the Red Sox. Uh, the first one being traded, trading Luis Urias to, no, I don't want to sign up. Trading Luis Urias to uh, the Mariners, and they got, I can't remember his name, they got a reliever for him. Um, Isaiah Campbell, I believe, was who they got. Obviously, he's had a really good start, a flamethrower for the, for the Mariners. We saw him um, against us towards the end of the season. Looked really good. Um, yeah, yeah. He's kind of a big guy. He's got a yeah, mustache. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he looked really good. And then I thought that was like a total win. No offense to Luis Urias, but he has just not produced much on the offensive side. So to get a solid reliever for him, I think was was a good get. And the big one. And the big one uh, yesterday, Alex Verdugo goes to the Yankees. Obviously, there are famous trades between the Red Sox and Yankees. The most famous one being Babe Ruth, $100,000 to the Yankees <laughs> so that Harry Frazee could finance a play. Um, the Red Sox got prospect Richard Fitz, Greg Weissert, and Nicholas Judas. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and they Yankees got Verdugo. So Verdugo was the headliner in the Mookie Betts deal. So I kind of look at this as like they've turned the Betts deal into these guys now. So if they produce it. It's the same tree, same branch, right? Um, I know Fitz the, is the top prospect. I know Fitz is a, like, I think Fitz is the 12th ranked prospect for the Yankees on MLB.com. Yeah. So, got to, got to, you know, Breslow's done a great job. He understands that, like, this year, you're not going to compete as much. I mean, you have a decent team, but nothing that's, like, too crazy. Maybe you sneak in, but we'll see. But I, I like the move, some long-term moves um, for the Red Sox. Uh, the Orioles are close on Craig Kimbrell. That'd be a huge get for them. Uh, and then the Cleveland, uh, I hate saying this, the Cleveland Guardians. I wish they were 2% so chance I, I wins they the, the draft lottery. They, and they won it. Uh, I feel bad for the A's because they're at the fourth overall pick. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's, it's another really good draft class, especially yeah. at the top. Um, and you know how the baseball draft is? Guys fall not because of talent, but because of we can't sign him, right? That's how the rain. That's how the Rangers got Kumar Rocker, and then they got Brock Porter. Was well, we don't have a second, third round pick because it's Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, so we'll take Porter and just offer him that money. Very smart. It worked out completely so far. Yeah. I mean, it looks good in the minors. So Cleveland won the lottery. Um, good for them. You know, I don't. I don't know the prospects. Again, just getting into the MLB draft last year was the first year I actually looked at probably more than three or four names. So getting more into it, you know, it's going to be a slow process for me because I'm obviously the football draft is my that's my thing. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. Now to college football, we had a great weekend of football. Unbelievable! I, I want to make a note of that. Michigan and Iowa was actually a decent game. Uh, Texas clobbered Oklahoma State. Uh, big man. Yeah, Iowa put up zero, but yeah. Hmm? Iowa put up zero. Yeah, but it was close right. for most of it. They they were not out of it. Well, it you was... knew it was going to be a low-scoring game because both defenses are... Well, Iowa's offense isn't just good, and then Iowa's defense, obviously, is what made them a ranked team. Yeah. But you knew it was going to be a low-scoring game. Um, and The score does not indicate that they were close. It was close for a good part of the game. Yeah. And then you had Georgia and Bama. That was just an excellent game. Um. I, I'm keeping a notepad that I'm making notes just because, you know, you never know what may come up in a couple years. Hey, that player, remember him? Yeah, he's now a top prospect or yeah. the drafter. I see him low in the draft and I forget. I'm like, oh, I remember him playing in that game. Wow, he did really well. Make a note on that. Um, There was some controversy in that game, but I don't think anything too awful. I mean, it was a really good game. Georgia clearly is not the same Georgia that won a national championship. No. But that's what happens when you, I think it was, was it 34 players on their defense? Or was it 34 players? Or was it on their yeah, team that the NFL the league, yeah. all drafted? Like, you know, they're, I remember the, the commentators were like, man, this Alabama, you know, running offense is working. You know, Georgia's not getting anything up the middle. And I'm like, yeah, because their two run stoppers are on the Eagles right now. <laughs> Carter and Davis are gone. That's what happens. And then you lose your linebackers. And yeah. then you lose, you lose everybody. Yeah. Um, so they still got a great secondary, but. And we'll see them play in a bowl game, but they're not the top four. 
Speaking of the top four, oh, and the Pac-12 was a great game. Big 12, um, Texas dominated in Big you know, 10, we already talked about. Um, Bonix looked, looked good. Penix looked better. Washington, like a really good team. So it was, it was a really good game. Then you have the controversy. Florida State beat Louisville in what was an ugly football game. Not fun to watch. There were some drives that were, the defenders were both really good. And there were some drives where the offenders were just really, really bad. And you saw that from both sides. I was rooting so hard for Louisville because it would have made the decision so easy mm-hmm. and without any controversy. But college football did a thing. And it was, and when, when they won, I was like, well, crap. My mom was like, what do you mean, crap? You, were you not rooting for Florida State? I'm like, well, now you've got five teams that deserve to get in four spots. And you can't knock Michigan out. You can't knock Texas out. Sorry, you can't knock Michigan or Washington, Washington out. Yeah. You don't want to knock Texas or Bama out, but Florida State's undefeated. So what do you go with? If you were going with the regular season, then it, Florida State and Texas would have gotten in. Bama would have been out. But if you just consider the last couple weeks, and I know that Alabama almost lost to Auburn, and everyone's going to state that, well, if, if you know, if that Isaiah, if the big, you know, was it the fourth and 31 was that what it was? Mm-hmm. If that hadn't converted, they wouldn't even been in the conversation. You're right. 100% would not have been in the conversation. Even if they beat Georgia, it didn't matter. It's two losses, you're not getting in over Florida State. Even, again, even if you beat number one Georgia, I still don't think that qualifies you. But I always say rivalry games are different than regular games because rivalries are different. I can tell you this. When you play in a rivalry game, it does not matter if there's a skill gap. Auburn has proved that every single year. It does not matter there's a skill gap. Most of the time, that game is a very competitive game. Yeah. Not because Auburn's very good, but because it's just a rivalry game. They they both they they play up to the, they play up to the competition of Alabama. Yeah. So I know people were trying to say that, but I also but see I don't think everyone does what I do, which is it was a rivalry game, so I give Alabama a little bit of breathing room Same because with I, Washington and Washington State. Washington State had no business being in that game. Yeah, but they were. I under you know I understand that it, it's a rivalry game. That that's going to happen. You're going to have games you know where teams aren't competitively the same on the same level, but they 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 play like it because everyone wants to win that game. Whether it's a sign involved, like for our high school, it's the two eighty seven, it's the battle two eighty seven, and I can tell you that the NS game is the big one circled on the calendar each year because we want to win that game, mm-hmm. and so do they. And I feel like the last couple of years. They haven't been as good as us, but they've still hung in the game because it's a rivalry game. You never count that that's a mountain rivalry game, and you know you you never do it. So next year, this this is a problem that will not happen next year because mm-hmm. next year we'll, we'll be debating whether this two or three lost team should get in. You know, it, it it'll be a lot easier and a lot more streamlined. Uh, the new problem facing college football will be the NIL, which I'm sure me and you could probably talk for thirty minutes about how. And I, I, I want to say one thing, and it's, as a kid, I didn't grow up watching college football. The only memory I have as a kid was 2013 Iron Bowl, the kick six. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's the only thing I remember. <laughs> Everything else mm-hmm. I didn't watch. The first time I truly watched multiple college football games in a season was Joe Burrow's 2019 year with, mm-hmm. with, with LSU. Before that, I didn't watch anything. Not because I didn't care. Well, I mean, not because I didn't like it. I didn't care. I, I simply didn't. I didn't have a team. None of my parents went to a Division One college. None of my grandparents went to Division One college. I had no Division One college football team to root for. 
none, none, no college in the family. The only the closest family college would be Texas A and M. Right. So like I have a I have a bit of I have a big soft spot for them, but that's it. Didn't I rooted for the Texas teams? If if I heard that they were winning, I was happy, but I didn't watch. Um, but then I started to watch, and I enjoyed college football. But every time I'd tell people that I don't really watch it all that much, they'd go, "Oh, it's so much better than the NFL." And I would always disagree because the NFL is strategic. Everyone is about the same, com, you know, competitively. I know there are guys that are just studs. There are, but uh, the teams themselves right. are, are are pretty competitive. You know, any given Sunday, so you have to be smarter than your opponent. I'm like, but in college you don't have to. Well, I have 25 stars. You have one. We're just going to run right past you because right. we're better. That's not football. That's backyard football. That's that's not strategic. There's no scheming. There's no strategy in it, or at least not at every school. You know, the only time that you, that you get scheming and strategy is Alabama versus Georgia because, well, finally you have two teams that are even. And everyone will say, yeah, but the college game, these guys are playing. They're not playing for money. The NFL is so, you know, it's all corporate. Those guys just care about getting their game checked. They don't really care about, the, you know, football. They're not playing for the love of the game. These guys, yeah, you can't say that anymore. These guys are completely, and I always just, I, I never had a, a comeback for it because I'm like, well, they don't get paid. You're right. But now, but I always felt like, yeah, but if they could get paid, you would see them all become greedy and just like the NFL players are. And guess what happened? That. Now you're seeing there's zero loyalty. Yeah. High school recruiting means nothing now. Literally. I, it, I truly believe high school recruiting means nothing because nobody's staying with their teams. I understand if you transfer because, well, playing time issues or the coaching's, you know, coaching staff got changed up and I didn't want to play for this coach. I wanted to play for that coach, not this new one, right? I understand if you got to change for something like that. But nowadays it's just, well, I'm going to go get paid more. I mean, Matt Rule said it costs between $1 and $2 million in the transfer portal for a quarterback. That's ridiculous. That is, it's absolutely ridiculous that it, it's costing its free agency. It's, I mean, I'm going to butcher his name. Let's call him DJU, the guy from, from, you know, from Clemson, went to Oregon State, transferring. Tyler Buckner, or John Buckner, uh, the uh, uh, the guy from uh, uh, McCord, Ohio Tom State, McCord. transferring. Why are you transferring to Ohio State? It's Ohio State. I know they're losing MHJ, but like it's Ohio State. Where else are you going to go? Yeah. Wh who could offer you a better position than Ohio State? Nobody. I know Bama and Georgia, but they're on the same level, in my opinion. Michigan, same level. It, it, there's no loyalty anymore. There's no high school recruiting that matters. It's all... All that matters is, you know, oh, cool, you recruited this guy as a freshman, now he leaves because you didn't play him as a true freshman, or you redshirted him, so now he's going to transfer because he's, you know, ticked off at you. It, you. You could just, I mean, if I was a college coach, I'd barely do any high school recruiting. I would only recruit in the transfer portal. And you know what? I'd probably win <laughs> because these guys are actually college players. I'm, I'm not recruiting high school players. No. I'm going to recruit these, 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 you know, these, these other guys. And unfortunately, the schools that have the biggest boosters are going to win because, you know, I mean, SMU in the 80s, before the death penalty. Right. They had, you know, the Pony Express, Craig uh, was it Craig James and Eric Dickerson. Excellent. You know why? Because they got paid. Yeah. <laughs> they paid for that backfield. <laughs> they paid for those teams, and they won. If you're going to cheat, at least win. They did. And they got the death penalty, and they're fine resurrecting. But nowadays, it's it's that, but every team can do it. It's completely legal, and whoever has the biggest boosters are going to win. Yeah. And that's not college. That's, that's that's not fun. That's not the college football that everyone always talked about. That's even more corporate than the NFL. At least the NFL, you're, you're you you know you see more guys resign with their team. Right. 
you know, in college, there's for money, a lot of money for a lot of money, but of course, a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, of course, naturally, they're going to get a lot of money, but I think they they still play for a lot of them still play because they love football. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I know you get paid millions of dollars, and people say, "Well, I get paid millions to do that." It's like, yeah, go actually try to do it. No, you probably would quit because it's that tough on your body. The you know, the, and not only that, but the risks of CTE and all of that. You those guys are earning their paychecks. You it does it's not easy. I played a year in high school. wasn't It wasn't. I played high school. wasn't easy. I can't imagine what the NFL is like. Yeah. So, college players deserve to get compensated, but as much as they're getting, no, it's 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 ballooning way too much, and it's going to pop, and it's ruining it's ruining the fun of college football because every year now it's like, wow, he was a great player for that team. Can't wait till he comes back. Oh, he's transferring. Look at UNT. Look look at UNT. Macklin and Rogers are two best offensive players gone. Mm-hmm. They're transferring. But that's for a different reason. They, these are guys that are going to be more. You're not going to go to the league and be noticed as much here. Here's the problem with that, and this is why that that's good. That that right there is going to cause so many problems. It's going to be the Yankees versus the A's, the big top 15 schools with the biggest boosters are going to get all the talent because they can pay for it. The schools like UNT, the schools that are in the lower conferences. Are going to get good players. They're going to train these players. They're going to, you know, develop them over a year or two. And they're going to be really, really good. Really? And then instead of staying here, we're a minor league team. Every other, we're we're Division One. We're in the American. Right? That's you know, that's, a, that's a big conference. Mm-hmm. It's probably the biggest of the lower level. Was yeah. it? Is it the Power Five? And, and then what Group of Five? That they call it. Could Some, be wrong. Yeah. But we're in the lower of the conferences, but probably the top of the lower conferences. If it's not. You know the Mountain West, which is a pretty good conference with you know Boise and all that. But it there there's there's no it, we're a minor league team. Everyone that's in these lower conferences, like everyone's in everyone, we're on the minor leagues because we're we're going to develop all these players, and and then the big guys are just going to take them from us mm-hmm. because they can, and we'll, I'm not going to get noticed at UNT. So I mean, it's going to even out the playing field in the upper levels of college football. I think the SEC is going to you're going to see the SEC even out amongst those schools. You're mm-hmm. going to see the Big Twelve and Big Ten those schools. You're going to see all that kind of even out with talent because of the transfer portal. But like instead of one school having all the top guys, it's going to be those some of those top guys leave. But there's just one of the best parts of college football was you could hire a coach and he could build a program. He could recruit high school talent. He could have his pipeline states right. I'm, I'm you know if I was take Sark for example, like you know take Texas. Man, Texas is the top one of the is there's three states hotbeds for college, for high school football talent. Florida, Texas, California. Mm-hmm. He's in one of them. He's in the most notable school in that state. And he's gonna recruit guys. I mean, you know, got and was is it Anthony Hill from Denton Ryan, right? The linebacker? I'm probably gonna misremember his name, but they got a li- big linebacker from from, uh, from Denton Ryan, one of the top he was one of the top prospects in his class. So you're getting Texas guys, Quinn Ewers from, you know, South Lake Carroll. Right. That's gone now. I mean, these guys may not they, they may not transfer, but who the other guys might. There's no loyalty. There's no ability to build a program anymore. It's simply going to be building through the transfer portal. Arch Manning's showing loyalty. Arch Manning is here. Yours is coming back next year, and Manning's still going to stay. When Manning which, can which, very well transfer and which, be the guy. Yeah, and I'm happy he he may stay because I think he understands that if he stays, oh, for two years he could be the guy in yeah, Texas. Yeah. So and it's great. I I I I applaud that. I want to see more loyalty. I understand if you had a transfer, I had a buddy. Just won with SMU this year. Played at LSU. He left LSU because he realized, look, I'm a good player, but like I'm not good enough to compete against these other five star guys right. that they're signing. I'm going to transfer to somewhere else and become a starter. 
And he did. He was getting a lot of playing time at SMU as a corner. Um, great. That that's fine. That's not not having loyalty. That's just you kind of bit off a little more than you can chew. It's maybe just being realized. It's just real, realization. Being yeah. Like well, I can still you know have the chance of going to the NFL and going to the league if I'm out there more, no matter where I am. Right. And so, I mean, speaking like UNT for example, they produced NFL guys. Yeah. And there's NFL guys on this roster right now. Now not going to be there next year with yeah. us next year, but. There's guys that are very capable of going to the league no matter where you are. That's what's frustrating is the transfer portal is a good it's a good tool, but it's becoming the way to build a team now. Yeah. And it's just I feel like, you know, next year now obviously college football is changing. And we could all, you know, argue is it for the better, is it for the worse? You know, there's a lot of arguments to be made about that. But I would argue it's probably for the worst in in, in some ways. Um Hold on, I'm looking at something. It says that um, the Red Sox ended up with Justin Slayton instead of the Mets. Mm. So I guess. No, so the so the Red Sox have acquired right-hand pitcher Justin Slayton from the New York Mets in exchange for minor league left-hand pitcher. My name is in cash. I thought they had to offer him back to us. Never mind. Well, I guess the rule five, maybe they changed. I don't know. Anyway, off of college football now. Well, I do um, want to talk about one more thing. Oh. We didn't really talk about our opinion on the four oh, teams that made sorry. it. I've been the, big, the, the biggest part about this. FSU, look, on one at, 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 on one hand, it's like you can't vote them. I mean, I remember you texted me before the night, you know, your 14 prediction, which is what I thought it would be. Now, I had two different opinions. I texted my friends. I was like, okay, I think it will be Michigan, Washington, FSU, Texas, right? What I wanted it to be was a different story. I wanted it to be Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama. And that's what it was because – Let's be real. Yes, FSU, you know, all the history, like, you know, first power five undefeated conference champion did not make the college football playoff ever. But let's be real. They're going to get destroyed. And this will be a big test. They're going to go play Georgia now. You know, they're going to play Georgia. And, you know, we're going to see what what, what, would have happened if they would have made the playoffs. Well, like I said, there was an edge rusher. I can't remember the other guy next to Jared Verse that uh, Patrick, I think something, and I can't remember his name, but he's transferring. Yeah. So you quit complaining. You're transferring. Yeah. You're you're getting out of dodge. Like I don't I don't get that. You were complaining and whining about how unfair it was. Now you're leaving for somewhere else. Yeah. It just it, it that that really irked me. And you got you got to feel for Jordan Travis cuz like he, he was, you know, he was on social media being like I wish I tore my ACL or whatever. I broke his leg. Broke yeah. his leg earlier in the year so he could see what the team would have done. Now no, they would not have been undefeated without him. No, let's they be real. Have. And I mean let's be real. I mean look is does it suck? Yes, and I'm I'm the first one to say that it there's it shouldn't have happened. But as a college football guy that wants is a fan, I'm not a fan, and as someone who wants to watch you know the games, like all, any of these four teams could win it. Michigan would have probably killed them. Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, could, could FSU? Well, they probably would have been the three seed, but they would have could. played face Washington, who I think Washington is a is the better team than Michigan. I think Washington is better, and I think they would have gotten even killed by, killed by even more. Me personally, I know it's a controversial topic, and, and we'll move to NFL in here in a second, but I think the committee made the right decision. I, I think they did. I know it was really, really hard, and you knew someone was going to get mad either way, whether it was Texas, because Texas beat Bama in the regular season, so why would Bama make it over them? That's because they're SEC, whatever, right? Bama beat Georgia, best team in the country, haven't, hasn't lost in 35-plus games, whatever it was. And then Florida State, undefeated. But I think they made the right decision. I, I do... I know it really does suck, and I think that Florida State should be in, but I think they made the right decision. I think going forward and looking at 
Now, there's only one way they can justify it. Yeah. And that is the fact that there is. If Florida State competes versus Georgia, that'll do the talking itself. Now, there is but, a clause in the college football playoff committee that says they have a right to rule that one of the factors in the decision can be injuries that can affect the team's performance. Yeah. No, and or or have affected a team's performance throughout the season. So, like, let's say that Travis was gone the first five weeks and they lost a game, and then he comes back and tears it up. Then maybe they could say, "Well, they were without him, but they had him. They would have won." Right. Right. It it it, it works vice versa. It it worked with Jalen Milrow, who sucked the first few weeks and then has really turned it on the last few weeks. Right. So because that clause is there. All right, Craig Kimbrell is to the Orioles. Yep, so. confirmed. Um, confirmed. I think because that clause is there, and you can look at it and say, yep, right here it says they have a right to rule on injuries that would affect the team's performance. The quarterback's the most important part of the team. Yep. Unfortunately, And we watched it the last, been the last three weeks without him. I mean, and was, they looked ugly against Florida. They it looked, was, it was, well, that was the backup. Their third and string. that was the true backup that would, that would have played in the college football playoff right, game. Right, and, and they didn't look all that... Whatever, but it was just like it's un- it's just unfortunate for Florida State. Yeah. It really is because they are a good team and they have one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the world, you know, in college football. Yeah, it was it was wonderful, but because of one guy. And I hate that. I hate saying it because your quarterback's out. You don't deserve to get in, but you have to think. This is a great example of why the twelve teams coming next year. Yeah, because it should have been this year. It should have should have. And I actually thought maybe could they have said, okay, we have a proposition. Emergency sixteen and JJ Watt made a point. He's like, I have a question. Why don't they do this? Emergency sixteen playoff. Top two teams get a bye, then the bottom four will play, and then you know the, we'll see. It. We'll do it like the NFL. The seeding. So when we're Florida State versus Georgia anyway. So let's do that. Let, let's just have it like that, because then that way Georgia and FSU get it. Because I think I think Georgia was deserving of it too. Even though they lost to Bama, they still deserved a, a you know. Yeah, I mean, they, they shouldn't the should have made it over any of the, the, seating, no, they the seatings have. they had correct. Well, the seatings they had were correct. But it's the problem that is with college football right now, which is it, it's a committee. It was the, the late, great Mike Leach. There was a video that resurfaced of him saying, so there's a committee of people that never, that didn't play football. But yet, because they tell us that they know the college football, they have a right to vote on who's the playoff teams. Yeah. By the NFL, I think they should go to, to I think super conferences would, would have fixed the issue. Just say, look, no more SEC, Big 12, Big 10, no more all these conferences. You have, like, the East and the West, and it's, you know, su- yeah. super conference or whatever, and we split it up maybe in, like, divisions within that conference or something along those lines. But then you, then you do it like the NFL, where the NFL doesn't vote on who gets in the playoffs because if they voted, the Cowboys would, like, be the number one seed every year because <laughs> everyone would, would want to see the Cowboys. Right. So it, it's done by record. Who is better than who? Um, I actually found a, a guy had a, had a TikTok video, like, like you know, a uh, TikTok slideshow of all of the of how he would fix it, and it was broken up by region, and it was really, and it was three tiers in each one. So like you know, tier one teams, tier two, tier three, you play your tier full of teams, and you play one from each of the other tiers, and then you play some non-conference. I'm like, that's really good. It, it was a really well thought out idea. I'm like, it would have fixed a lot of issues. But anyway, we will do more college football. You know. It's coming, but yeah. I, well, there's not much more to talk about. They're, yeah. they're not going to play until New Year's, but so we'll talk about it then. Yeah. Um, the NFL. So, hey, the comeback is still on. I went up on Chase. I got plus two more this week. Um, I picked the 49ers over the Eagles. So what I is it? That one up eight or up six? I think I'm up. I think you're still. You're up six now. Okay. So I'm somewhere in there. 
Um, I went eleven and two. You went nine and four. Um, I picked the Packers. I'm so happy I changed that. Yeah, I'm so happy I changed that. I'm like, I, I was very, very excited that I did that. And so, uh, listen, I remember, I remember saying that if right. I want to go Packers too, I'm just not going to bet against Mahomes because the Packers yeah. have a great shot of winning this game. And they did, but they did. And uh, I was, uh, even though that was a terrible no call at the end of the game, and Chiefs could have won that game, but what are you going to do? That was a horrendous call. Right. So, I mean, it was. It was bad. Um, <laughs> or no call, actually. Yeah, no call. So, Seahawks-Cowboys, I don't know about everyone else, but I almost had a stroke during that game. Uh, it was not fun. The defense, elite defense, my butt. I mean, they played awful, but they played great when it mattered. Yeah. Just got to move on to the next week. That's what it looked like. Hey, it's like with the Rangers, for one game at a time. One game at a time. Not looking at the next week. Not looking at the weeks after that. One game at a time. So uh, won't look at too much because it was a pretty ugly, a pretty ugly week. There was a, a ton of great matchups. Then week fourteen, we've got some fun matchups. Now I have already made my picks as usual. We will talk about the Cowboy game after we get through with our picks. So Chase, start it off. I've already made them. So Patriots Steelers, who are you going with? Steelers. Steelers. I, I went Steelers as well. I know that Pickett's probably injured, but the Patriots are so bad. I know. Uh, Bucks at Falcons. Who are you going with? Yeah, this is a big game. Oh, this is. It's, it's got a lot for, of I mean, for that for that bad division, it's a, I mean, I mean. Who are you going with? Man, Bucks at Falcons? Bucks at Falcons. Buccaneers. Buccaneers. So we have our first disagreement. I'm going with the Falcons. Okay. I'm going Falcons at home. I just, I don't trust the Bucs. Um, I also like to look at the betting because I know Vegas actually does get it right a decent amount of the time. Mm-hmm. And I believe that they were on. I'm going off ESPN bet here, uh, but if we look, uh, Falcons plus uh, minus two and a half, so they're two and a half point favorites. So I'm, I'm going. I went Falcons at home. So our first disagreement. All right, we got Colts at Bengals. In uh, Colts are a one point favorite against the Bengals at home. Who are you gonna go with? I'm going the Bengals. I am too. Yeah. Love I what just, I saw out of Jake Browning. Yeah, Browning looked really good. And they have playmakers, you know, in the Colts. Minshew was just average. He's an average quarterback. Jaguars at Browns. Cleveland is a three-point favorite with, um, you know. No Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence potentially being out. He probably will. I'm going to go with the Browns. I am too. Now, I want to throw a caveat. Do you want to be able to say that if, if Lawrence plays, that we can ch- both change our picks for the Jags? If Lawrence plays, give me the Jags. Yeah, if, so we're going to say this. If Lawrence both plays, I mean, <laughs> If Lawrence plays, we're both taking the Jags. But I don't think he will, so we're both taking the Browns. Okay, It's all contingent on him. Yeah. So we both agree on that one. Texans at Jets. Sounds like Zach Wilson is going to start. Oh, beauty. Give me the Texans. <laughs> Give me the Texans. I know. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, Rams at Ravens. We Ravens. got the Ravens at home. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, that's not much there. I mean, the Ravens are... What were the Ravens? Uh, Seven-point favorites. Mm-hmm. So... I like that. Lions at Bears. Lions are three and a half point favorites over the Bears. What you thinking? Yeah, give me Lions. Yep, me too. Uh, Panthers at Saints. Uh, Saints are five point favorites. I'm gonna go with the Saints, but yeah. I mean, geez, man. I don't. That's a rough game. Yeah. The Vikings at Raiders. No, it sounds like it. Dobbs JJ. is starting. It sounds like JJ's back. Justin Jefferson is back. Dobbs is getting the start. So I assume. I'm I'm going Vikings. I'll go ahead and tell you that right. I'm going Vikings. I'm going to take Vikings, but I, yeah, I'm going to take Vikings. Yeah. I'm going to take Vikings. Uh, Seahawks at Niners. I'm going with 
No, the Niners. Take Seattle. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Give me the Niners. Give me the Niners, yeah. Uh, Bills at Chiefs. We could disagree on this one. Bills at Chiefs. Who are you going with? You know, you know these games are always classics. These are, so it's like you know it's going to be 45-42 with, with 10 seconds left, and Mahomes has a chance to win the game. Chiefs are one and a half favorites, by the I way. I see that, so it's yeah. pretty close. They're, they're essentially they're, saying that, you know what, anyone can win this game. They're in, they're in Arrowhead, so. Man. Who are you going with? Give me the Bills. All right, so we have a second disagreement. Give me cool. the Bills. I'm going Chiefs. I like the Bills. I know they played well. They're coming off a bye, but the Chiefs, man, they are pissed off last week. They got to be angry. So yeah. it's either going to come out as they just run through the Bills, or it's going to come out as they falter because they're yeah. just so pissed. Broncos at Chargers. I feel we could describe this one. Chargers are three point favorites. Yeah, two and a half on Bleacher Report. What it says? I don't think the Broncos have any injuries. No, no injured, no injured players. I don't know why everyone's taking the Chargers all of a sudden. I'm going to take the Chargers. So we have our third disagreement. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers. I mean, you got to have a bounce back week. I mean, winning the game and putting up six points is and unbelievable. See, I think that that's just. They have the two worst coaching and two worst coaches in all of football. <laughs> but I'm going to take the Chargers that are more talented roster. They are. Yeah, I, I'm I'm taking the Broncos. Okay. I like I it. I think Peyton's going to cook Brandon Staley. I think Vance Joseph's going to cook Kellen Moore. I just, I think Russell's going to, I think they were so close last week that they got to win this game. Yeah. Uh, and two, e two Monday night games this week. Eagles at Cowboys. I didn't, hmm. I didn't know that. I wonder what you're going to go with, Chase. Eagles and Cowboys. It's like, I, I can look at it here. It's like, I've already marked do you. I want to take the Eagles, right? And then, no. are you serious? If, if I take the Eagles and they win, I get that point. But if they lose, then I'll be happy because but, Cowboys but, win. But you're going to manifest no, the Eagles win? No, Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm taking the Cowboys. Packers at Giants. I know that I did that. I picked an Irish over the Cowboys, so I did manifest it. So you do, do what you want. But I'm just saying. If we lose, it's your fault. <laughs> no, I, I'm not manifesting um, anything. I, give me the Cowboys. I assume we're going to agree on this one. Packers at Giants. I think we'll agree in the final two. Give me the Packers. And then Titans at Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. Dolphins. So we have three disagreements. So we could either, one of us is either going to, we're either going to split. It's either going to be, uh, it could be 2-1 or 3-0. So big matchups. Big yeah. matchups. So I, I need that Buccaneers-Falcons one early so I can secure at least I get one. <laughs> I don't get swept. That's the big one, and you only gained one on me. So a few weeks left. Um, but let's talk about this Cowboys uh, Eagles game. You know, it's this is the, this is the big one. This is the rivalry week. Um, I do want to notify everyone that a, a strategy that um, if I was the Cowboys, if I was the owner, if I ever become the owner of the Cowboys, I'm gonna implement a strategy. I'm gonna go to some of the colleges. I'm gonna hire an intern, hire about ten of them, and pay them a thousand bucks because a thousand bucks to me, if I'm a billionaire, does not mean anything. <laughs> right. I'm gonna pay them, I'm, I'm, I'm pay them a thousand bucks or whatever. I'll pay them even more than that if they need that. And I'm going to have them stand on the sideline, and when the players come off, I'm going to have them start a fight and get the other players ejected. Because apparently, that's something that we can do nowadays. Because the Eagles, had they got Dre Greenlaw out, and it completely fired up the Niners. And I'm happy that it went Niners' way. <laughs> but, like, was it Dom? I don't remember his name. I almost want to say Dom. Yeah, not him. But yeah. it was, yeah, Dom. Ooh, you know, some, the coach, right? Some, yeah, yeah, some big Philadelphian guy, you yeah. know, had a lot of cheesesteaks, and he's, you know, out there for the game. And I was watching it going, there's no way you can kick Greenlaw out for this. Yeah. Yeah, he put his hands on him because he got his hands put on. If someone tries to shove me, I may shove back. I mean, that's human nature. I never liked it when they throw guys out for human nature. There's no way a team official should ever put their hands on another player. Yeah. Even a coach. 
no one from the team except the players. Right, Greenlaw did it first. Sure. No, he got shoved. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying, yeah. if, oh, yeah, Greenlaw, oh, yeah. if, if Greenlaw, Greenlaw was, if, it's, if they were talking smack on the sideline or and whatever, like and then Greenlaw just him punches him or, or pushes him, yes. yeah, yeah, he should get kicked out for that. But there, well, you're saying your players as well. If you get your hands put on, you have to just go, oh shucks, yeah, don't do that, man. Like no, these are man. If you're playing football, your testosterone, your <laughs> yeah. adrenaline is yeah. is going. Let me yeah. Those two things don't mix all that well sometimes. No. So you're going, you know. Everything's moving so fast, and you're so amped up that something like that happens, you're going to fly off the handle. Yeah. It's, it's People, fans like to say, well, I wish they could control themselves. Man, it's it's not easy no. to be able to control the emotions of a game. Um, I think the Eagles are going to lose. I think they finally got exposed as a fraud football team. <laughs> um, you know, the Cowboys, I think if the Cowboys right now played the Niners, it'd be a better game than it was when we played them earlier. I think For we're sure. playing a lot different, a lot better For sure. right now. But we'll see. Um, I think we're going to beat the Eagles. I think we're going to stomp them. I hope. I mean, this is this is the season. This is the division on the line. I know that the Eagles will still have the one seat even if we win because of the conference matchups or conference record. But um, yeah. So this 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 game is still this is this is if you lose this game, then Eagles aren't losing two more games. Right. This is the important one. So we will see you guys, or Chase will not see you guys. So the the plan right now for the winter. Is I'll be up here during the week, so I will be recording. I'll have Chase's picks. I'll read them off. I'll probably butcher them, so that way I can win. <laughs> oh no, he took. Look at this. He took the Patriots over the Chiefs. Yes. What a pick. Darn. Uh, with my luck, they'd win. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it'll be just me. We're hoping to do an episode before the playoffs start, but before school comes back. So January sixth we'll is the date. I don't know. I think it's. Saturday, maybe? Yes, it's, it's a Saturday. So, so we'll Saturday, see. January 6th that, is what we're planning and, on. And that'll be recapping college football as well. So yeah. it'll be a lot for that episode. Yeah. But until then, you'll probably just be hearing me. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. I'll see you guys next week. See you guys.